You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. You're listening to the We Are Libertarians network. Learn more at wearelibertarians.com. Welcome to the Boss Hog Liberty Podcast on the We Are Libertarians Network. This is going to be a special bonus on-site edition of the show from the Henry County Saddle Club in Newcastle, Indiana. Yes, this episode, uh, the bonus episode, bonus content for uh, all of our listeners. We are on location for the uh, fall members meeting of the Saddle Club in Henry County. Uh, we are going to be talking to a lot of people who know the uh, awesome history of the Saddle Club here. Um, you're going to hear from the president, uh, Rebecca Baker, and uh, just talking to the members and seeing why they're Saddle Club members, what they like about it out here, and uh, hearing about all the things that they do for our community. A portion of the show today is going to be a live uh, recording of their actual meeting uh, that takes place, and then a handful of interviews along the way. Uh, you're going to hear from Gene Clark, who was a founding member of the Saddle Club in 1959. Uh, you'll hear from Park President Rebecca Baker. You're going to hear from Nancy Dietz, who is a Patreon member of our club, of our of our organization. Our club. Uh, our club. Yes. We're a club. Yeah, we're a club. The Patreon Club. Uh, and you're going to hear just a touch from Mike Montgomery, who's uh, who's a longtime Saddle Club member and fixture around Newcastle. Uh, you're going to hear from Chad Malicote, a former park board president at Memorial Park and a candidate for Henry County Council. And I think you're going to hear a little bit from uh, Sheriff Rick McCorkle as well uh, yes. in the relationship that the Henry County Sheriff's Department has with the Saddle Club. So uh, sit back, enjoy. This is a bonus episode of the show. Uh, Thursday night, you will hear our episode number one series uh uh, well, episode number one. Of Part number one of the series. candidate series. Yes. There we go. And that's going to be <laughs> sponsored by Wyland's Flowers on Thursday night. You're going to still going to get a normal show this week, but this is bonus content. Sit back, get your popcorn, and uh, enjoy the ride. There's nothing live. All right, Gene, you're all set. Okay. Uh, a lot of you know me. Some of you don't know me. My name is Gene Clark, and I'm one of the... Uh, founding members of the Henry County Saddle Club or the 4-H Club back then. Uh, Fifty years ago, uh, when we started showing horses here, we were allowed to have a, a space behind the Smith Building. And it came <clears throat> soon became apparent that we needed more space. So we entered into an agreement with the county, the county home was over here, that we would get an area around here. So, uh, with donations from everybody and a lot of labor, we, I don't recall the arena being near that big, but we, we, we built an arena, and uh, Newcastle and Henry County was a busy, busy community back years ago. Hold that mic up to your face. Yeah. So, it, it wasn't hard to get... Uh, industry and the merchants in uh, Henry County and Newcastle to donate some of the money. And uh, as we grew, we figured out we needed a lot more money. So at one time, we actually raffled off a horse 
in front of J.C. Penney's in downtown Newcastle. They gave us a space down there, and uh, we had herder gates we had borrowed from the park, and we'd bring the uh, the horse up on Saturday night, and we would sell raffle tickets for a dollar. And it wasn't long till we was really. This old horse was getting, he was getting valuable, you know. So we finally got, we gave away the horse. <clears throat> By the way, the horse name was Top Hat Eddie. Uh, I think uh, Junior Lawson at the Top Hat back that time, he was uh, just starting out. But uh, the name of the horse was Top Hat Eddie. I think uh, he donated the horse, I believe. But anyhow, we... Uh, <clears throat> We soon uh, had enough money to start our improvements, and we built a a, a little announcer stand. And we had uh, <clears throat> back then uh, our showing was uh, uh, we gather we'd have a show at maybe New Lisbon or whatever. And Interstate 70 was being built at that time. We would meet down at Orville Snedeker's on Saturday and Sunday, and we'd have what we call a trail ride. We'd actually ride down Interstate 70 to maybe New Lisbon or Knightstown and come and turn around and come back because it was all clear. And, uh, of course, that's been a few years ago, too. So, uh, Gene, do you know what the initial investment that the private donors made? Um, no, no, I don't. I can't. Uh, uh, I know... Yeah, at one time, all the members, and I think they were at least 20 of us, we signed a $500 note with the Citizens Bank. Gib Hewitt was president of the bank at that time, and he agreed to loan us some money. So we all signed a $500 note. And uh, Frank McDonald, which was a very active member at that time, uh, we had what we call a mortgage burner at that time. So we cashed in over and... uh, Frank wanted to build uh, more buildings here, and we did. We built stalls and whatever, and uh, with the help of uh, Memorial Park. And the agreement was at that time that they would store their equipment here in the wintertime and and kind of watch over the place, you know, for security. So that was a good agreement with them. Uh, the way we got our arena built, I'm going back a little bit. We had a, a lady named Farrell Gore, and Farrell Gore, she donated all the wood for the arena in Orville Snedeker. He had a, a digger back then. We'd dig all the post holes. We'd gather uh, on the weekend, and we'd, we built the arena. The poles came from uh, REMC, and we had electrician uh, Everett Schaefer that worked at uh, the prison and Everett Schaefer was the electrician back then, so he helped wire it and everything. And uh, so we had very, but believe it or not, Henry County and Newcastle was behind us 100%. I'm so proud of Newcastle and Henry County because all the merchants, and believe it or not, Newcastle back then, if you went up there on Saturday night, you had to just hustle your way down the street. I mean, it was it was unbelievable uh, compared to Newcastle today. So uh, thanks to the merchants in Newcastle and Henry County, uh, we got a very humble beginning, you know. And uh, sure, I'm really proud of the, the Saddle Club and the showground now. It's made fantastic strides, you know. 
and it's something that uh, uh, we can we can be proud of. Any questions? That was a long time ago. <laughs> well, after after I quit showing horses, I started flying hot air balloons, and I flew for a Mariana Bank for 26 years. So I, you probably seen me when you was a little girl, and you probably waved at me, you know. So. Thanks, Rebecca, for having me. I appreciate it. I did want to say that Mark Sean Orr and I have been working on um, making a history book of Henry County Saddle Club, and Gene is an important part of that because he was here um, at the onset, and I know um, Terry Masters' dad um, and Joe McDonald's dad. Um, So Joe McDonald's moved out of state now, but he still um, participates and asks a lot of questions, and and um, gives us a lot of information. And, and the reason why they did that was because they were showing in a rope arena, and they wanted something safer and better um, for the 4-H youth. Um, and that started in 1959. Um, since then, um, there's been a huge amount of work done. Um, the Barn A was built in 1982 with private donations, volunteers, and recently, I think Nancy and I were just talking about that. Ellie McNellis passed away. Was this year? Last year. No. Anyway, McNellis Wood um, used to be here in Newcastle, and they built all of the stalls um, uh, that are were in the Black Barns and in Barn A um, as a donation. We used to have plaques on them. We have saved those plaques. And we intend to make a memorial wall with those plaques from all those people that bought a stall, basically. Um, most of the work that gets done here, yes, we in 1995, the county awarded us a $165,000 food and beverage tax grant and built the Jordan Arena. Um, today, that building would be over well over $400,000 to build it as it is. Um, in 2013, we got a food and beverage tax grant. Um, that we began uh, upgrading stalls, we upgraded the restrooms, um, but we still had not replaced all of the stalls. Um, our local Henry County Community Foundation has donated a huge amount to us um, since in the last five years um, to redo the stalls and all these black barns. And we wanted to keep these barns um, rather than tear them down because they're kind of so they've been sitting here since the early 1960s. And they had the same stalls until the last five years, the same stalls that were built in the 1960s were still there. So we still have some work to do on those barns. Um, but we did in, in 2012, we got the grant to build the new barn in the back, and that's when we upgraded the restrooms. Um, we bought a new piece of equipment. We put in heated wash racks. Um, and then recent, most recently, um, last year, we got a food and beverage tax grant and redid the Jordan Arena with new gates. And it was put in by all volunteers. The purchase was done. Um, it was on a day that I think that was 20 degrees or less. And about 18 of us showed up. And we got that whole arena put in one day. 
most everything that is done here in painting and maintaining, we try to use volunteers as much as we can. Um, that being said, uh, $717,000 improvements were done through 2017, an additional 40000 this year um, was put in, invested in the Saddle Club. One of the things that I think you're hearing right now is that we're very, very proud of is our sound system um, because it covers the entire grounds. It covers the barns um, so that when there is a show here, um, every you can hear it everywhere. Um, the Saddle Club, I will say, if you compare what we're doing today to 2002, the Saddle Club used to hold a lot of very large venues with the Indiana Quarter Horse shows, um, the youth show, the spring show, the Indy Circuit has continued, and we're on our 28th year with the Indy, Henry County Saddle Club Indy Circuit, um, the state show. Um, then the a lot of the breed associations used to be two times to two and a half times the size that they are today. Um, we do see a little bit of a downturn. Um, one thing that I talked about in that downturn was because the price of fuel, when the price of fuel goes up, you can expect to see some of your your horse shows to come down to some degree. So, Rebecca, can you explain to to us, I guess, the, as a listening audience that's listening to the podcast, um, how the Saddle Club, what, how you join, what it is to be a member, and uh, this is your annual meeting that you're having now. What what does it take to be a member? Or is it a, it's you pay and then you get use of facility and then you do some volunteer work? Yeah, um, so on our website at hcsaddleclub.com, there is a members page. Um, it show it has a membership form there. We have not put on the 2019 membership form yet. Um, our membership runs from November 1st to October 31st of each year. It's $35 per household. So if there's 10 people in that house, it's $35. Any youth, school-age youth are included in that. But we do have a writing fee, and the writing fee for adult writers is an additional $15 a year. Um, the Saddle Club ho- holds um, several clinics that are free to members where we have professional clinicians come in to educate both 4-H and our members. Um, that's open to our members. As a member, you can also have open writing um, non-writing members don't have to pay that writing fee for adults, but we do have a beautiful facility to have a wedding shower or a baby shower in the summer. Um, and our one of the things that I think that we have set ourselves apart is the cleanliness and the orderliness of our facility compared to others. All right, so we've, that's what's going on at the Saddle Club currently. And you and I just left the county commissioner's work work session. Uh, the Saddle Club has entered into, in 2014, I believe, a 10-year lease with the county. Uh, and right now the Saddle Club is w- negotiating with the county to extend that lease into the future. Is that is that correct? Um, the county has entered into agreement with the Henry County Expo of a 25-year lease to commence upon the opening of that facility. The Saddle Club in our current lease has several pieces of property that the Saddle Club has made large investments in um, with the road, camping, electrical sites, that in the current lease it states the Saddle Club has first right of refusal with the county for some of those areas. And this current memorandum of understanding is to say that that part, those areas become part of the Saddle Club lease so that 
we are constantly, we do have several good size shows that are 150 or more horses. Um, but we are constantly working to try to bring more here. If we are limited on use of our investment, then we lose that ability to grow. All right. And then the, uh, the saddle club, you have, you're just about ready to finish up the, the, the fall or close for the season. Uh, you have shows from roughly March or April until October. Is that right? Yeah. We run the first week of April. We usually open up with a clinic or some type of venue. And then we usually end the last weekend of October, um, with the, in a, the college shows, the intercollegiate college shows, which includes Indiana and all of Illinois, all of Indiana and some parts of Illinois, um, college where they come in and compete. And I'm not sure if we're going to do that this year. Um, they may have, they may are going to be trying a different venue because last year it was actually snowing, um, when they showed here. So they, they were kind of trying to find a venue where they were indoors. Um, there's a few things that we could do. We tried running all winter, um, but it was very costly to us because the facility is so large with so many water lines that unless we partitioned off areas of water where we could shut it out, shut it off at one section and shut it down, then we're open to a huge amount of expense in repairing water lines unless we did some major um, partitioning of, of areas. All right. I think for our side, we'll probably do some interviews later on, but you can have the rest of your meeting and we'll, uh, we'll put, we'll stitch it all together on the back end. Being that has no horses at it whatsoever. So we're, we're joined. We are at the Henry County Saddle Club continuing our conversation. Today we have, uh, this evening we have Nancy Dietz, who's one of our Patreon supporters. And, uh, Nancy's been around with the, with the Saddle Club for longer than I have. She's called me Jonathan for 25 years, <laughs> but we, we've known each other for ages. Uh, thank you very much for, uh, for the gift basket you sent us the other day. No, we, we, we moved like, into yeah. our studio and, and Nancy, Nancy's a, I, I, last winter she confessed that she, uh, she binge watched our show. On YouTube, I think we got her through some cold February days where she couldn't play with the horses, and and we had uh, a box of uh, a package of IPAs and 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 my right. my brand of Tito. Quite so the housewarming you. gift. Yeah. If only all the other uh, listeners had done the same thing. <coughs> Christy. <coughs> so yeah, absolutely. So Nancy, t- tell us about the saddle club and what it's meant to you and why you're still involved in this organization after all these years. What's the, what's your reasoning? Oh my gosh. Well, um, but, gosh, that's too, way too an, emotional question. question. This, this, this is my heaven out here. I swear. Oh, um, Bad question. Bad question. Bad question. Bad so question. You, you, you grew up with horses? I, I rode a stick horse until I was 10 years old, and the neighbors were questioning everything. And, um, <laughs> so a stick horse. A stick, Not a stick I was, horse. A stick I was horse. It was a very sickly a stick horse. stick running around the neighborhood. I mean, I, I don't know what hit me as a child that was I was so attracted to horses. It was miserable not being around and living in town. So... Um, luckily, I found a lot of really kind people that, that let me ride. And, and then um, one summer, I went to a camp at Clyde and Rosie 
spouse <laughs> that was just this man, man, OH crew from Texas came up and did these clinics. And you either rode or pick up rocks until you got your seat and could learn to ride. Okay. And, I mean, it was amazing. Did Diane go there? I, probably. Okay. So once, then once you kind of know how to ride, then there's a lot of people that say, oh, you could, you could come ride for me and whatever. And I never really owned a horse till I was like 34. But you I, were just a hired guy. Which, yes, I showed and dearly, dearly loved it for a long time. And, Very cool. Yeah. And then, so you had the passion for horses. Then what got you involved in, I don't know, Rebecca's asking if it's a fan that's honest too much. I don't, yeah. I don't know. We're outside and we're on, we're on uh, we're on remote, so it, it okay. is what it is. Yeah. My wife keeps banging mosquitoes off my back for me. It's a, the pleasure of getting married. So, you, how did you get from hey, I like to ride to now I'm going to volunteer with this group and I'm going to start to get involved with the board and the administrative side? Oh, well, um, after my time at Purdue and came back home here, um, just started coming to meetings and you you get sucked in pretty. Pretty quick. And, so what happens to volunteers? And, you you right, show up and all yes, of a sudden you have a job. Yes, right. Um, yeah. And um, and then dear friend John Jordan, you know, he was absolutely um, kind of under his wing for quite a while. And and that was wonderful. I, he he so when loved I was, this facility. When I was a boy, John was the uh, president out here. Yes. And, and during that time, the, the John Jordan Arena was built that uh, mm-hmm. that we heard about. Uh, Rebecca Baker mentioned that during the business meeting. And that was mid- mid-90s, 95, I 95, think. 95, somewhere there. Yes. So it's, it's a little bit over Well, we did the old. arena, and then we put the roof on it in 95. Cover, oh, okay. Covered so it. So it was an open arena. It at, was. And then, yeah. and then the, the, the covered arena. And then the sides went on it. And now, right. You know, yeah, yeah. It's, it's continued to... Every t- every year you come back, something something else gets improved out here. Uh, right. More barns have been built, and uh, in in the time you were here, I'd imagine the the very first barn, Barn A, was uh, was probably the only facility or the only arena that was here, or only covered arena. Yeah, it was built in '83, and Ed Bryson was president then, and um, a big community effort. Um, to I mean, I remember all the guys out here up. They had cranes and putting the tresses up, and and those stalls in there were like eight by nines, and we just thought that was wonderful. And nowadays, the horses now it's now the industry says be, it's not big enough at all, right? Oh no, no. The uh, yeah, I remember when I was a kid, we had we had an overcrowding issue across the road for the forage forage goat show. We had we had no room, so we came mm-hmm. over here, and for a few years, the the goats were stalled and 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 shown in that in that arena as well. <laughs> so lots of good memories in there for me as well. Oh yeah. So, well, thank you very much, Nancy, for, for joining us tonight. Yeah. Uh, we've also got Mike Montgomery here. I, don't, I won't make Mike talk too much, but Mike is a legend of Newcastle himself. You see him at every basketball game down on the court. Uh, I, I guess the players, the players just like you, Mike. <laughs> and uh, Mike was on the uh, – he just got the chance to go show at Indiana Congress. Is that right, Nancy? That's or in the National Congress. Yeah, the um, Indiana Quarter Horse Youth Association yes. is sponsoring Mike to show in the Riders with Disabilities classes at the Quarter Horse Congress, which – is amazing, and he's got the days counted. <laughs> so it's coming so. up. Has Mike been practicing? Are you ready to go? <laughs> he yes. says yes. yes. All right. Yes. Well, very cool. Well, we awesome. wish you nothing but the best, Mike, and uh, we'll have to get get you or Nancy to give us a report once uh, once it's done. We'll find out find out how it went. 
<laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yep. Very good. All right. Well, thank you guys very much. Sure. Mike's father, Bud Montgomery, had the uh, Standard Oil dealership in, in Newcastle at that time. He was very instrumental in, in helping us with the arena. Okay. Very cool. Was, yep. Before he got his horse, he rode Gene's horse. That's right. All yes, right. yes. A lot of people forget their name, but you never forget their horse. Like right. Nancy had a horse named Dots Bingo. Yes. And I'll remember that for years and years because this was a super good horse. She. Nancy was a very competitive rider back in, in I'm not going to say it's back in the day. Are, are you saying Nancy's not competitive now? <laughs> yes, she is very competitive. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, that was a junior Lawson horse. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yeah. But, yeah, we remember, you know, like, oh, what? who is that? What's their name? Uh, we you can't, can't remember, remember people's names, but, but you know what horses, horses look name? like. Oh, sure. Yeah, we remember the horse's name. So. Well, very cool. <laughs> well, well, we will uh, – poor Dakota is going crazy trying to mix. We've got three mics, and, and yeah. everybody's at a different level over here. So We, have, gonna... a, we have a piece of equipment at the, at the actual studio that does all of this for us. Yeah. Okay. Here, here <laughs> I just have to twist knobs. Okay. <laughs> and, and we all speak at different levels, and there's, yeah. there's sirens out going on now. We've got mosquitoes carrying us away. It's a very exciting night, but we're glad we're here. And uh, thank yeah. you guys for hanging out with us tonight. Absolutely, yeah. Thank you, guys. I am so Nancy was publicly thanking us, so I stuck the microphone in her face. That's, a, that's my natural yeah, reaction. You have to do that. So we are at the Henry County Saddle Club meeting, and we're joined by past Memorial Park President Chad Malicote, uh, currently a candidate for the Henry County Council. Welcome, Chad. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. So God. we've just uh, attended the saddle club meeting and listened to their annual presentation and and their their financial analysis of the year and learned about their expectations for the for the next year they're doing a draw in the, in the background as we as we're going along here so at any moment one of us may jump up and down as a big winner i'm yeah. seven four nine that is my number <laughs> i don't remember Was, what mine is i don't know my, 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 i gave it to my, my wife. wife just ran off and, and i don't know if we won or not so chad what uh what do you view the relationship between the county and the saddle club as? Well, I can speak especially as a past park board president. Um, I know they were very good neighbors to the park. Um, they were very good about helping us from everything from running water lines to working with electrical and even helping remodel bathrooms and helping us cover some of those expenses. So they were very good neighbors. They were Rebecca or a member was on, at almost every single meeting I attended. So it was good to have them from that perspective. Um, as looking at the county overall, I appreciate that they are a huge economic boost to this county. They bring in thousands of visitors, out-of-county visitors that spend their dollars at our local businesses. Everything from hotels, restaurants, grocery stores, Walmart. So they bring a lot of out-of-county dollars to this county for their so shows they have nearly every weekend that run you know, April through October. Um, they bring in a lot of folks to the county, so it's a huge economic boost to this county. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so 
As far as uh, the Saddle Club re- relationship with the, you're no longer the president of the no, park. No, I stepped board, off right? the park board last okay. November. Yep. And uh, why did you do that? <laughs> I stepped off the park board because I uh, wanted to focus myself on running for county council. I announced yeah. my candidacy to county council, and I, it takes a lot of time, as I'm I, sure your co-host I can know, tell you. <laughs> I know that there's a, a sign in your yard somewhere around where I live, or a sign in a yard that, around where I live of, of your name on it. We're going to find I, out I, together, Sheriff. I'm not going to I'm not going to say uh, which yard it's in, but I know that there's one very close to where I live. Yeah, I, I might have put it there. <laughs> and right. the, the grass looked impeccable. Actually, I was going to tell you, you need to come and cut my grass. I have very good grass. You have great grass. <laughs> All right. Well, we thank Chad for joining us. Also tonight at the meeting this evening is uh, in Henry County Sheriff Rick McCorkle, who's uh, been uh, been hanging out with the Saddle Club this evening. And we learned tonight that the, the Sheriff's Department and the Saddle Club have a relationship where uh, some of the maintenance and the labor that operates the saddle club is being cared for by henry county inmates can you explain how that works yeah for years we had community service through the sheriff's department and when i first became when i first elected uh, we had to cut our had to cut our our budget and so in that i uh, had to reorganize so we moved we closed the work release which is where most community service was operated from Moved everybody into the jail, moved the detective division from 15th and Broad up to where the work release was and now is the transition center. And so that cut our our community service. So now, bring you fast forward into into today's date, uh, we now have a transition center, which gives us an opportunity for more housing for for the, the individuals incarcerated. And we're working towards community service again. I would really like to have work release back. But the reason that I made the decision when I closed the work release was because at that particular point in time, for a year and a half, they only had one individual who actually participated in work release. Now, to be in the work release program, did the inmates have to make that decision that they wanted to do that, or did they have to have certain criteria? How did that program criteria through the courts. They had to qualify. Um, For instance, if an individual was going in uh, for, say, child support, a judge could agree that they could of course, maintain their job to pay their child support. They, they paid a dollar figure to be in the work release for food, lodging, those things. And then they were able to keep their job as they were incarcerated for failure to pay child support. Just one example. My, my father, whenever he served time at the Henry County Jail, he was on work release. And that yeah. was back in the... 1994, I think. So you're like a, an alumni <laughs> or a, a legacy. At least he understands the, the process and the procedures. Yeah. I've, I've never had to spend time in the Henry County Jail. I hope I never do. Yeah, I hope, I hope you never do. <laughs> I spent a lot of time there, but it's not on that side of it. Yeah. Yeah, um, you're on the you're on the side that you want to be on. If most you have to be there, but you understand how the how the work release program works. Yeah, I've, I've, and he's talked to me about it quite a few times. I kept asking him whenever I was a kid what jail was like. It was. I was fascinated with it. Yeah, I didn't. wanted to be a cop whenever I was a little kid. Yeah. So it was like I was so fascinated with it. My father having spent time I'm in jail. I'm sure he was <laughs> thrilled sharing that experience with you, Dakota. Yeah, not something you want you want to do. But anyway, trying to get back to to uh, um, eventually, I'd like to see work release back. But as you know, we've got a job. We've got a jail study going on now, um, and in that. Um, Hopefully we can have a facility at some day. I, I think it will probably be after I'm no longer sheriff. But it, it's still working towards that goal uh, so that we can have a jail that uh, 
in my, I'm sure there aren't people who will agree with me, but I, I want to be proud of it. And in that, I would like to have a work release center as well um, so that individuals who do have a job can maintain and keep their job uh, and still serve whatever time for whatever reason they're serving it, as well as community service. Um, we still have loaned people out. You mean to hold that? Yeah, if you want to hold it yourself. Um, Should have brought a mic stand. We... Uh, it just helps. It helps everyone. We've had pe- in years past. We've had individuals work in the uh, cemeteries, help mow. Uh, we've had them work here in the park uh, to help clean and mow and run weed eaters and those types of things. I want to get back to that. It makes the person who's incarcerated feel better. They're productive, and it, it just makes a better mood for those individuals if they're depending on their charges. Not everyone can qualify. Right. You so have what, to, I assume it's mostly nonviolent or those that are viewed as being less of a Not mostly. Risk. They have to be nonviolent offenders and then uh, misdemeanor or at least a level six or it's R.O.D. felony. What, okay. uh, what goes into uh, supervising uh, the people who are incarcerated whenever they come out and do the volunteer well, work? Well, they have to be supervised for the whole time they're there. It's not It's not like you can just bring them out oh, yeah. and turn them loose and <laughs> drop them off. Hope, the they'll, hope they'll show back up to jail. <laughs> so we, Meet you back here at 2. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and, in, and then, you know, there's a possibility and the temptation for trafficking and those types of things. So uh, the individual who takes that, takes over control, um, has to be willing to supervise them for the whole whole period they're there. So are they are they supervised by a community member uh, of the saddle club that's responsible, yeah, yes. or are they, is there a merit deputy or somebody that's no, out there? No, it's it's the um, the organization itself takes over that responsibility. Okay, so they've had somebody go through training or some sort tick some sort of a box to be able to take that responsibility. What they that box is, we're going to keep our eyes on them the whole time they're there. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. Well, very good. Well, we appreciate you uh, chatting with us a little bit, and uh, I guess this is a congratulations on your re-election this, uh, this fall, <laughs> Sheriff. <laughs> and, and your campaign, how's it going? We're going all right. Uh, we've got, uh, in the last uh, 35, 40 days or so, knocking on doors, and we're getting there, so optimistic. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, make sure people know who you are. Yeah, absolutely. It's been a pleasure. We've got, we got billboards and uh, yard signs, and, it's, uh, and going door-to-door door, trying to, I think we've got two of the 11 precincts walked so far and we're we're still rolling on it so good it's it's going along well it's been a pleasure i have i've only known you a few years but uh been a pleasure knowing you and uh, and i wish you well thank you a year ago this weekend dakota myself and and the sheriff were judging chili down in uh, down louisville that, yeah, was, that right. came up as a memory on facebook yesterday <laughs> for me yes it was well my best to you and congratulations and uh i hope you fare well in november all right thank you very much thank you all right Thank you for listening to the Boss Hog of Liberty, which is part of the We Are Libertarians network. I am Chris Spangle, and I am the founder of this network. And I invite you to listen to all of our shows, which you can find at wearelibertarians.com or by searching for these in your podcatcher. The flagship show is the We Are Libertarians podcast, where we apply libertarian principles to current events. The Brian Nichols Show is a conversation amongst Republicans, Democrats, Libertarians, Independents, as they talk about what is happening in the news. And we have many other podcasts like The Chris Spangle Show, Upward, The Cost, Raw Audio Politics, Miranda's World, and Tad Talk, which is quite a ride. So check all of these out. Go to WeAreLibertarians.com and you can check out all of our great podcasts. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the We Are Libertarians Network. Get our other shows at WeAreLibertarians.com.